Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Father, I pray today that you will give me utterance to be able to teach this exhortation and bless those people that are listening, give them an understanding, hearing heart, hearing here to be able to understand and comprehend what we are going to teach today. Today we are going to go through a series, a study series about the Father's will, our Father in Heaven's will. And we go through the scriptures and the, when we say the Father's will, we are actually talking of in many areas of our life, in, in things that pertain to humanity, what is the Father's will. So we can discuss that in the area of the healing of our body. We can discuss that in the area of the financial help, financial blessing. We can discuss that in the area of this physical death that has been plaguing humanity. So there are many areas we can discuss the Father's will. But today I'm going to discuss from the scriptures what the Father's will is concerning our total being, the salvation of our God that He provided to save us from hell, to save us from sin, and to pre protect us from death and diseases and sickness. Those are all things in the scriptures that the Father's will will reveal to us. Before I go any further, let me tell you a testimony that really drives this particular exhortation. This testimony is how the Lord showed to me in a vision right now, in a visitation several years ago, how the Lord showed to me that the scriptures, all those that all the things that are in the scriptures has already revealed the Father's will. And in this testimony, I was in this vision upon my bed. This is a vision now. What people will call it the dream, but it's a vision. I was going somewhere and I saw two two men fighting and one knocked the other one down and this one that was knocked down just passed away, died and as I was coming close to them so I got there and I was trying to revive this guy that uh, that that was knocked down dead as a believer, as a Christian I was trying to revive him because the, the other guy was dumbfounded so I started commanding this fellow to, to wake up then I heard the voice of the Holy Ghost said Julius it's not on that side it's on this side and immediately I was in the spirit in that vision now you can say you are in the spirit in the vision and then you are in the spirit again you can see an example of that of what Apostle John wrote when he said he saw the vision of the Lord and the Lord appeared in the book of Revelation to him and then another voice spoke to him and he was again in the spirit so that was the experience I was um, relating in this my testimony because I was in a dream like I said it was a dream but in that dream the Holy Ghost was saying this guy I'm trying to call back is not on that side it's on this side and the Holy Ghost suddenly took me into the spirit so then when I was in the spirit in, it's like translated to another area 
well, that's what it means really to see it's on this side so I was in the spirit so in the spirit I saw this guy that I was trying to raise up from the dead I saw him tied to a stick almost like uh, how some prisoners normally when prisoners were arrested in the days of battle and so on they would chain them so that they don't run away so I saw this man chained to a stick like you chain a, a goat and he was sitting down there with his chain on his leg and he was chained to a stick and I when I got there there are some people around some people look like they were responsible for for this situation for arresting him and I just went I went there furiously I said who tied this man to the stick let this man go I actually said it in an anger and one of the guys who was really responsible for tying him to a stick looked at me with a, with a curious and questionable look so, so as if to say who are you to tell us to let this man go that is what I read from his, from his, from his face as he looked at me almost like saying who gave you the right to command me to let this man go I'm just reading that from his face. He didn't say a word. He just looked at me. So after I said, let this man go in, in furious anger, then my eyes and the eyes of this other guy met with, the, with that questionable frown on his face as if querying me in my, in his, in his, in, with his eyes that, who are you? Kind of a thing. So I lower my voice but I insisted what I said. I more or less just instead of, instead of the first sentence was a raise of my voice. The second sentence I lower my voice, kind of with respect to, to whoever was. But I maintain what I said: that, let this man go, because I lower my voice and my tone. So this guy nodded. I mean, he just agreed and waved his hand for for the guy to go. So when he nodded and waved his hand the chain that was tying this other guy that I was trying to raise up the, sh the chain just broke off from his leg and he rose up and came to me and when he came to me he was, we are about to leave then a voice spoke from one of the other guys that were in the neighborhood said shouldn't we ask the father's will concerning this matter Then when that when that man spoke that not the not the guy that waved to let him go but another voice another person among them just said shouldn't we ask the father's will concerning this matter that was when he, when that one said that we me and the other kind of stopped then another voice spoke from above I said from above that is not from the same ground where we are you know we are like on this ground. But another voice spoke from above, almost like from the cloud above us, and said, The Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. He just broadcast that to all of us that, that said, Shouldn't we, in answer to the, the man that said, Shouldn't we ask the Father's will concerning this matter? Then a voice came from, the, from above us and said, The Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. So then, they they just let us go and we me and this guy just left and the man woke up and i came back to this other side and this man woke up then i woke up in that vision that was all i woke up in the vision back to my bed hmm. and i thought about it 
and the Lord begin to make me understand from that simple drama that he portrayed to me in that vision that the Father's will, even concerning raising the dead, concerning we that are children of God, the Father's will has already been written down in the scriptures. So I started searching the scriptures to see and to claim this authority that we, saints of God, have over sin, sicknesses, death, and evil things that are occurring on this planet Earth. This is really what the Lord was trying to make me to see with a drama. The Father's way is already written down in the scriptures. And that really is, you remember the, when I said, a voice, uh, one of the guys said, shouldn't we ask the Father's will concerning this matter? And that is where many of us always stop. When we are praying, we pray wrongly. We say, well, if it be thy will, Father, if it be thy will, God, is saying the Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. As long as we keep saying, if it be thy will, which means we don't believe it or we don't understand it, and so we are not insisting on our right. Remember I said, when I got to in that vision, I am not analyzing it, this is not analysis of that vision. So I said, when I got to that vision, as a minister of God, I first spoke with anger and said, who, who tied this man down? Let this man go. I said it with uh, in, a, in a controlling anger. But when the other guy that tied him down looked at me and our faces, our eyes met, I changed my tone, but I still maintained my word. I said, let this man go. I said it again, second before he waved his hand to give the permission. Now, if we are trying to say, if it be thy will, and that was why the other voice said, Shall we not ask the Father's will concerning this matter? And that is one of the things that, that defeat us as believers. We are trying to say, Father, we don't know your will. If it be your will, let this man be resurrected. If it be your will, let this man die. God will not be able to do anything because we are not insisting on our right. Because we are trying to say we don't understand the Father's will. But he says it's already written down in the scriptures. But we that have, we are like the police. If we don't insist on the what is to be done, the criminals just keep going. Think of the woman, the world that we are in right now. If the policeman tries to stop a criminal, and the policeman said, "Oh, you can't stop me. I'm allowed to do this." And the policeman didn't know that he was not allowed to do that. The policeman said, "Ah, okay." And the policeman let him go, and the criminal will just laugh and keep doing what he wanted to do. But the policeman has to know the rule, has to know the law that he is trying to enforce, and has to insist for the criminal to stop. So that exactly is what is the basis for this exhortation today. And we are want to go through the scriptures and this will be a series. But this is the beginning of it. I'm going to go to, through the scripture. Let's go to the book of Psalm 91. Let's look at the Father's way. He says they are already written down in the scriptures. In, in the book of Psalm 91, which is what I'm going to discuss today, you will see what I classify as almost three different people speaking here in Psalm 91 David was one that started by saying he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty so you can see where David was the one praying and telling us this is how he believed anyone that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty from the inspiration of the Holy Ghost he was saying that and he went forward and said, I will say of the Lord, that is, he is not going to confess his belief. 
confessed who how the Lord is to him. He said, God is my refuge. He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God. In him will I trust. So that was where David's statement kind of ended. Think of it as if his declaration and believing and confessing his relationship with God. He said, God, you are my refuge and my fortress. You are my God. In thee will I trust. Now from verse 3, you can say the Holy Ghost took over and almost telling us, not just David, telling us what God has as the will of the Father. He said, surely he shall deliver thee. So now you can say it's not David not talking to somebody else. He's talking, the Holy Ghost talking through the mouth of David to David and to anyone that we believe. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the Father. That is the will of the Father that he will deliver us from the snare of the Father. And from the noisome pestilence. He continued. I'm saying the Holy Ghost continued. And telling us what the Father's will is. And how God will protect us. He shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. So everything we are seeing from verse 3. Is Holy Ghost declaring the Father's will for us. And that is his promises for us. His protection over us. That is his will. He will do all of this for why? If we are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, as David said that, and if we say God is our fortress, God is our refuge, and we are trusting in Him, these are all the blessings we are going to be enjoying. The Holy Ghost just declaring it to, through the mouth of David to us. But when we get to verse 14, I'm going to make you to see that the Holy Ghost took over and now spoke in the third person. I, I. Aye. So that you can see the Father now is talking there. Because we have the Father, then we have the Son, then we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God in us. Speaking from our mouth. The Son is when He came as human being. But when He spoke as the Father, He's spoken in the, in the, in the, in the personal program in verse 14. I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. Not the David now, not David, but the God was spoken. But let's go and see all these things that the Father's will for us. Verse 5 says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that fly by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. This is a declaration by the Holy Ghost to the mouth of David to us, for the will of the Father that is written down in the scriptures. And he went further, he said, A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9 said, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge. Now, that's David now continue. He said, God is my refuge. I always say, Which is my refuge. That's David now saying again. Because thou, it's almost like David is saying it to somebody. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any play come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and harder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. So you can say, we can see from verse 3 to the end of that verse 13 that it was the Holy Ghost speaking to Mount David. You can also say it was actually David pronouncing it as a blessing upon somebody, upon us. 
But still, the inspiration of the Holy Ghost telling us, because he said, Because thou hast made the law which is my refuge. Because he has already said, David, God is my refuge in verse 2. So we can say David was using his authority as a prophet of the Most High God to pronounce this blessing upon whoever is listening. When he says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the Father. They said, Because you have made the law which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Then there shall any play come another day. So we can actually use this old verse as a blessing upon somebody else. Now, that is saying the Father's will being revealed to us here. Protection from pestilences, protection from evil things, destruction and all those things. God's promise is for us. That's a, a, a promise that this is the Father's will for mankind. When we are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Which we Christians are expected to be dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. That is having a fellowship, one-on-one relationship with the Father God. Now verse 14 is where I said it looked like the Father now took over and pronounced in the personal pronoun what he will do more. Not, not, uh, not, not just repeating all this about, it's more like I will do this more for you. He said, because he has set his love upon me, that is, because you, human beings, that is, whoever is dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, in verse 1, is the he. Now he said, because he has set his love upon me, this is not David talking, this is God now talking as the Father through the mouth of David. He said, therefore will I deliver him. So God now is the Father that is talking in the personal pronoun. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Now, you remember what I'm trying to say here that the Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. So, these are the scriptures that tell us the Father's will. For anyone that is dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, He said, I will set him on high because he has known my name. I will deliver him. He verse 15 says, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. That's the Father's will. When we call, He will answer us. I will be with him in trouble. See, he didn't say there will be no trouble. He said there may be trouble because we are in the world that is full of trouble. Satan is in this world that is our enemy that is always trying to create trouble for us. But God said, the Father said, I will be with you in trouble. He said, I will deliver him and honor him. So when God is delivering us, it's like honor to us. Because we are dwelling in a secret place with him, the Most High God. Now verse 16 is key. We are really going to uh, emphasize he said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, God, the Father is saying, with long life will he satisfy us. I remember Kenneth Hagin said in the sermon that satisfying us. He said, well, somebody said, well, what is long life then? Is it the 70 years that more David wrote or 80 years or 120 years? And I remember Kenneth said, until we are satisfied individually, until you are satisfied. That's a good one. Until you are satisfied. He said, with long life will I satisfy him. Which means, you just declare what is satisfaction as far as you are concerned. So, we are to believe this word that this is the Father's will for us. There should be no no, uh, youth death. And there should be no, imagine, I would call it uh, accidental death. That is, we should decree what we want. That Lord, you promised long life and satisfaction. So he said, with long life will I satisfy him. But suppose somebody have an accident, like the story I just gave earlier in the vision, uh, the vision that God showed to me, where those two young men were fighting and one was knocked down and he died. 
which we say accident, drying in his prime of age, not even old man. Well, and you say, well, we don't know what is the situation of that man. Could it have been this club that will he was he dwelling in the sickly place of the most high? Well, it does not really matter whether he, that man is dwelling in the sickly place of the most high, but it matters we that want to call him back alive. It matters concerning we that want to call him back alive. Why? Because we are part, we are the we are the sons of the most high God on earth, and what we decree on earth, God said he will decree it in heaven. So we have the authority. To, uh, to make things happen on this planet earth that uh, God has given to man. So when that vision was shown, shown to me and I was able to go on the other side by the Holy Ghost and be negotiating, I call it negotiating. You can say like I said, I was more like first commanding and then when they look at me, I lower my tone and instead of what I wanted. But it's like negotiating the release of that man, which is what it is when you call somebody back to, to life from the, from the dead. You are actually going to the spirit to, to 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 remove to bring that man back, and you can see that same example when Apostle Peter was called in the city of Joppa to come and call to come and raise up Dorcas back to life. He sent everybody else and he knelt down and prayed, which means he was talking to the Lord, and the Lord must have taken him in the spirit to wherever Dorcas' spirit and soul was. On the other side until he negotiated or commanded and decreed this is the will of the saints we decided that this woman come back and once they gave the go-ahead then Apostle Peter came back and when he came back to himself he looked at the woman and just called her Dorcas and, and she opened her eyes why because she has already been released death has already been has already released her so what God is saying is we must get into that spirit by the Holy Ghost and decree what you want and insist. When you keep saying, well, maybe it's not God's will, then you are defeating yourself. If you keep like that vision that said, shall we not ask the Father's will concerning this? Is this man allowed to live or not allowed to die? No. What we say is, when we maintain our ground, this is our will, the will of the saints, because we are the police on the earth. That's why God said he has, de he has delegated his power, his authority to man, to we that are his children. So he quickly delegates his authority to the church, which is the, his body. So we are the body of Christ. We have so much authority that we do not know about it, or we are not exercising it. But when we understand this and we maintain our ground and insist this is what we will, Father, then the Lord will make it happen. Especially when we are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, as he has said here. Now, what I'm saying in this verse 16 of Psalm 91 is, he said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So what I'm trying to point out first is this long life that God promised. The long life, he said, I will satisfy him. This is general for everybody. For everyone that is following the Lord Jesus Christ. Long life. So we don't expect any child of any sin of God to be dying young, to be dying out of accident. Unless they are doing something wrong that they have to be taken away. But when you are walking with the Lord in the secret place of the Most High, you should live your long life here on earth. Even just from the Old Testament alone. They are satisfy him with long life. So then which means if you get to 70 year old and you are not satisfied, 80 year old, you are not satisfied, just keep living and just telling the Father, I'm not ready yet. The Lord has showed to me several visions to make me see that we are saints of God. We have authority over death. And we have a say 
in when we want to live. Some people say, well, if the saints of God die and get to paradise, get to heaven and you may not want to come back. Yeah, if they have been there, they may not want to come back. Unless we that are here or not insisted that we want them to come back. That has been demonstrated by many visions of many prophets, many ministers, even in our, end, in our time, where they have seen somebody that was dead in the hospital and the, the other ministers were praying and interceding, wanting the man to come back because they didn't want the man to die. He is still useful here. And the man came back and gave a testimony. It was Kenneth Hagin that gave this testimony when he was still a pastor. And the man that came back alive from the, in the hospital bed, gave the testimony how he was with the Lord. He, the Lord said he has to go back and the man was saying, I don't want to go back. And the Lord said, Kenneth Hagin will not let you come. And he showed, and he showed to that man how Kenneth Hagin was praying and that man came back. So what we are saying then is we have authority as saints of the Most High God, only we are not knowing of it and we are not understanding, we are not exercising it many times. And that is what this teaching is all about that I want to make us to see that yes, we have authority over this and God has shown me many other visions. The first one I just related is relating to the fact that we have authority to call the dead back to life as servants of God, as children of the Most High God. Does not matter whether this fellow that died was a was living right or not living right or was a or was a saint or not a saint or was dwelling in the secret place of the most high god or not but it is we that are going to call him back to life that has to be the police to insist that this is what you want so that the man can come back and give glory to god so that is very important he said with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation so i said with long life so which means we as saints of god we are we are entitled to that long life until we are satisfied until we are satisfied so if you get to 90 and you are still strong and healthy and you you are not satisfied yet you want to keep living just insist that i want to keep living and let the devil of death keep away from you see you see with long life will i satisfy him and then say and show him my salvation that last part i want to i want to i may have to postpone that to the next sermon but let me explain what what the lord was saying here the salvation that we have right now, salvation from sin, the Lord has been, pre- has been prophesying about it in the Old Testament. This is another example of where he prophesied about it. See, what salvation was he talking about when he said, and I will show him my salvation. That is the salvation from sin, the salvation from hell, the salvation from perdition that God has already pointed out in the Old Testament from the beginning. The, the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. That is, the coming of Christ to die for us on the cross was already concluded in the heart of God and was prophesying it to the Old Testament prophets through them that my salvation is yet to come. My salvation is coming. That is what he is talking about, the salvation to bring humanity back to himself, to bring to save humanity from going to hell, from going to perdition. He has already planned it, he has already provided for it from the beginning. And he prophesied right there that I will show him. And right now he still says I will show him my salvation. Which looks like he's not giving it yet. He's saying I will show them. Some of them have just seen the visions of it. And prophesying about it. It's like showing them his salvation. That's why Apostle Peter said. These things that the prophets of old have decided to look into. Even angels even want to see it. God is saying I will show them my salvation. So they didn't know much about what this salvation is all about. But in the end time Christ has come. And the salvation now is given to us. 
whom the end of what has come, to whom the end of what has come. That's what Apostle Peter was saying. I will show you my salvation. God was talking about is prophesying of the of the salvation from sin that Christ brought, which the angel also prophesied to Daniel in the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter nine. He said there will be everlasting righteousness. That was also the salvation that uh, this particular verse was referring to. Everlasting righteousness. But the angel, let me read that to you in Daniel chapter 9. That is the salvation God has been prophesying through the prophet that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. The salvation that God promised to mankind is coming. In, in Daniel chapter 9, when the angel visited Daniel and Daniel was giving this promise and this is what the angel said will be happening in the 70 weeks of Daniel's prophecy and what he was talking about was this salvation which God already planned for the people of God and this is what was written in Daniel chapter 9 verse 24 the angel was talking to Daniel what will transpire during the 70 weeks he said 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and make an end of sins. Remember that. To make an end of sins. And to make reconciliation for iniquity. That is the salvation that God has promised. Not just for the people of Israel. It is actually for the whole world. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. You can see all of these things were fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. So everything that was written in that Daniel chapter 9 verse 24. He's talking about the salvation God was promising in the book of Psalm 91. That will show him my salvation. And uh, it was another verse of Isaiah said, My salvation is coming, my salvation is coming, my salvation is coming. And when Christ came, that salvation has been given to us. I will continue this particular one to in the next broadcast so that we can see that the salvation of God has been given to us. But now that he has brought that salvation, he is bringing us to our position and we have authority to enforce things on the earth and what we have just talked about today is the father's will is already written down in the scriptures the father's will that we should have authority over death has already been written down in the scriptures and i will continue this in the next program father i pray lord for those that are listening that you will give understanding and if anyone is going through serious troubles now i decree in the name of our lord jesus christ that the father's will that's already written down in the scripture will be revealed to their heart to take their stand and decree what they want. Like Christ said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So let the servant of God, let the saints of Moses God, take their stand and confess and decree what they want in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and it shall be so for them. And I pray for them that it be so as they desire in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Believe it and the Lord bless you. Our, our address is Gospel Distribution Ministry. Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050. That is Gospel Distribution Ministry. Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050. On the internet, go to www.gospeldistribution.org. Gospeldistribution.org. And you can send us email from there. God bless you.